0: Um, something that is very, very, uh, that we use so often, we want to talk about, um, God bless you. That's a word we use commonly, and this is part of the series that uh, we discussed earlier on as we were talking about um, the order of creation. The last time I spoke with us, we discussed the nature of God, and we try to Um, reiterate that during the creation, there are four consecutive orders in which God created the earth and in which God created humans, human beings, and we are trying to figure out how to align ourselves with the creation order of God. So, we talked about the fact that when God created man, the Bible said God made man in his likeness and in his image. That is an automation. Every man on earth, even Osama bin Laden, was created in the likeness and in the image of God. Whether you believe it or not, it is the scriptures, it cannot be changed. And we said, when God created man in his image and in his likeness, the sole purpose was, according to the scriptures, that man may reflect the nature of God on earth. So that everywhere we go, we reflect, we demonstrate, we appear to every man as God would. That is not going to be an automation. That requires an input for us. As God has created us and has desired that we reflect his image, we now have to consciously do that by acting like it. And when we read the book of Matthew, chapter 5, towards the end of the scripture, it says, You are kingdom subject. So act like it. Reflecting the nature of God demands cooperation between us and the Spirit of God. So Christ can live that life in us and through us. Amen. So we established that uh, in our last conversation and we left with that scripture in verse number 48 of Matthew chapter 5 where the scripture strictly says we should live our life generously and graciously towards others just as God lives towards us. So the litmus test for us is we look at the way God lives towards us and we replicate that and live towards others. Is that very difficult to do? Absolutely not. Are we doing it? By grace, we are getting there. Amen? If you are in agreement, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, today, we want to look, and those were the first and the second. The first order was, we're created in his image and likeness. The second order was, we're created to reflect his nature. And the third was, God blessed us. In, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, and we'll read it in a short while, that's that's the order. After he said, God made man to reflect his image, the Bible said, and God blessed them. Let's, as a matter of fact, let's read that. That's the third order. And the fourth one is, God now plays responsibility over man. Say, said, be responsible for the earth. So before we start running around to try to manifest our responsibility, those order must be followed. We must understand them, and we must allow God to help us through them. Amen? I'm going to read Genesis chapter 1 quickly, um, verse 26 through verse 28. Genesis chapter 1. This is just a recap um, so that we can set the page. God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself. In every animal that moves on the face of earth, God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God bless them. Prosper. Reproduce, fill earth, take charge, be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the earth, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Amen? So the third order of creation was that God blessed the human beings he created. He pronounced blessing on human beings that he had created. Amen? Amen? And so, God bless us. And we often use that word. You hear, God bless me, God bless you, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored. All those words that we use. Do we really know what it means? Or is it just a kind of slogan on the lips of Christians? So, we want to ask the Holy Spirit to help us bring some understanding to all this order of creation and see where we need to align ourselves with what God had already done and begin to see manifestation. Amen? God, we know, is not a liar. Neither the Son of Man had he said it, will he not make it come to pass? Everything God has spoken has the authority of God to make it happen. All we needed is to find an alignment wherein we position ourselves for the Word of God to manifest. amen And that is the goal of our discussion today again, amen. So we're looking at God bless you, that phrase. So when next, after today you say God bless you to someone or when you say I'm blessed, we want to make sure that you know what you're talking about. Amen? So that God can position us in such a way that we are ready to take up the responsibility he has destined us for. Amen? Because the ultimate goal is the last order, which is be responsible. So the blessings of God was pronounced upon humanity because God wants us to be responsible. So blessing comes with responsibility. But what exactly is that blessing? What does it mean? When I say I'm blessed, what does it mean when I say God bless you to someone? What am I really saying? Amen? So what I'm going to try to do is to try and let us see what God himself has said. And uh, I'm not going to bother you with the... uh, The fact that the Greek word that is translated to the word blessed simply means set aside, sanctified, made holy. That's the Greek translation of the word blessed. So when the Bible is saying God blessed the human beings he has created, it's simply saying God set them aside. God sanctified them. God made them holy. It was all God's doing. And that is the word that proceeded out of the mouth of God when he said, and God blessed them. Amen? Amen? The manifestation of that word is what we're looking for. Because every time God proceeds out of the mouth of God, it has to return back to God in fulfillment of what God has said. It cannot go back void. Amen? Hallelujah. So when God said, or the Bible said God bless them, and when we say you are blessed or I'm blessed, we want to look quickly to see how we try to understand this. We we'll go back to Matthew chapter 5 in a short while, but I just want to point out some scriptures that will help us establish the fact that the blessings of God is not limited to, material prosperity or material things. It is not. It is a travesty of the gospel to think that when you say I am blessed, all you are thinking about is, you know, you're riding a good car, good house, you know, good family, good job. All those were included but that's not all. And I guess the reason why sometimes we get frustrated with God or get conflicted is because we do not understand God's word to the degree that he wants us to. Amen? I'll give you an example. Gideon. We all remember Gideon. Uh, in the book of Judges chapter 6, if you have time, you can read it. The angel of the Lord came to Gideon where he was hiding. And he said, Gideon, almighty man of valor. <laughs> and Gideon checked around. Is he talking to me? And Gideon replied. As a matter of fact, let's read that. I want to see, I want to first point to us how we are conflicted oftentimes by the words of God because we really do not have the proper understanding and it makes us ineffective in our relationship with God and our relationship with others. Amen? Look at that story uh, in Judges chapter 6. Um, Verse number 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, this is a man conflicted with the word of God, the prophecy of God, with the promises of God. could not reconcile his circumstances and his current situation with what the angel is saying. The angel simply said what is seen in heaven, the heaven mandate, what heaven has on record concerning Gideon is the pronouncement that came out of the angel. The angel said, And said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor." Okay, now see the response. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord. So he knew exactly who he's talking. That this is the Lord, Jesus Christ, talking to him. He said, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us. Why then is all this befalling us? Have you been in this situation? Have you been conflicted like this? Have you asked this? I've asked this a million times. Over and over. If God is with me. If God has blessed me. Then why this? Why this? I need an explanation. I need to understand why there is no one-to-one correspondence with the word of God and my situation. Why is my situation not in alignment with the promises of God and the covenant of God when indeed God cannot lie? It's a promise fulfilling God and a covenant keeping father. So Gideon, was talking to the Lord, that, Lord, I hear what you're saying, but I just don't understand. Because I don't see God being with me in this situation I'm at. How could God be with me right here where I'm hiding? How could God be with me right here when I have no job? How could God be with me right here when I have no tie? How could God be with me right here when I have no husband, when I have no wife? How could God be with me? How is it that this has befallen me if God were with me? This is a legitimate question. And I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to answer every question you have that is in alignment with each. In the name of Jesus. That God is going to answer from heaven and give you understanding and illumination why your situation is not in alignment with what he has promised or his covenant. Hallelujah. So we are often conflicted. And the word around us is often conflicted when we say to somebody, God bless you. As Christians, we use that word often, don't we? But people don't understand. Because what we are saying is, Is far away from what they are going through. When we say God bless you, they look at us funny because of the situation that they are going through. Hallelujah. But God, right from before the foundation of the earth, as we saw in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said when God created man and woman, God bless them. It's Somebody has to be lying. It's either God is not true or my situation is not. One has to be. Either God is lying or my situation is deceiving me. Are you with me so far? Let's go back to the scriptures. Verse number 12 and verse 13. In Judges chapter 6. And Gideon said unto him, O my God, if the Lord be with us, where then is all this befalling us? Where and where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? Saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us, and deliver us into the hands of the Midianites. This is what Christians go through every day. We hear about the miracles. We read about them. We hear about several testimonies here and there. And our situation is just in direct opposite diametrically opposed to everything we know about God, everything we've heard about God. When we're in hard and difficult moment, amen? So this is a legitimate question that I think there may be someone here today who is in that same situation. And they're asking if God is with me, if I'm a Christian, if I'm born again, why has all this befallen us? You know, the worst side of it is that Satan leverages every day, takes advantage, takes the opportunity every time we are conflicted. And all he wants to do is to put fuel in the fire of our conflicted situation trying to veer us into the wrong direction to think God has forsaken us. Did you see what that man said? Did you see what Gideon said? He said, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianite. That's what man sees. Was that what the angel saw? The angel said, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. The circumstances around this man called Gideon has convinced Gideon that the Lord is not with him. That the Lord has forsaken him. Are you with me so far? Is anyone able to relate with this? God is seeing, or the angel is seeing God with Gideon, but Gideon is not seeing it. Gideon is seeing the light that God has forsaken him. Hallelujah. My prayer today is that the Lord will give us the remnant of his word. Wherein we will not fall to the deception of circumstances, not the deception of Satan, not the deception of the situation around us, but we will get hooked onto God's word and his promise and nothing will separate us from what God has said. Amen? Obviously, God was with Gideon, but he did not know it because he was conflicted. And the Lord, in verse 14, and the Lord looked upon him. You know that kind of look? God looked at him and was wondering, I'm right here with you. And you are saying, i have forsaking you. That kind of look that grandma or grandpa gives. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy mind." And thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Amen. I want you to bow your head and pray now. I want you to talk to God. In every situation wherein you have acted like Gideon or responded like Gideon, It is not a bad thing. God understands. When you thought God has forsaken you, and you've actually said it to God, hearing, Lord, I think you have forsaken me. And God is right there with you. I want you to talk to God to make himself known and reveal himself In that situation, because God is right there. God is right there with you in that situation. And He's saying, Go in that strength and in that might. I want you to confess now and say, I receive the strength of God because God is with me in this situation, whatever situation you are in. You say, I receive. The strength of God, because God is with me in situation A, B, C, whatever that situation is. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So when we say God bless you, or I am blessed of God, we want to see what it means. Because we want to jump out of this Confliction we find ourselves In as we walk Through the journey of life Amen I'm going to read another scripture Ephesians chapter 1 Ephesians chapter 1 we're going to begin to see That when the Bible said God bless them When God pronounced that blessing the Meaning God set you aside God sanctified you God made you holy God meant what He is saying Amen God did exactly that as long as you're a Christian. Amen? Because sin came to distort that and Christ came to restore it. Amen? So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, verse 1, uh, chapter 1, let's, let's read from verse 3. How blessed is God and what a blessing he is. He is the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift given by the hand of his beloved son. Amen. Any man who is in Christ, any man who is born again, God said, right from before the foundation of the earth, going back to that Genesis when God said, God bless them. He made it happen through Jesus. He spoke it prophetically into the word. And so, anyone who is born again, anyone who is in Christ Jesus, God planned it from before the foundation of the earth to set that individual apart. To sanctify him. To make him holy. Why? So that God can lavish the gift of life upon that individual. And that is who we are. Amen? So every time that we use the word, I'm blessed. That's what you're really talking about. You need to understand that. That yes, I am blessed through Christ Jesus. Why? Because God did it from before the foundation of the earth. So whether I am hiding from the Midianites, does it change this? When I am locked up because I was wrongly accused by Potiphar, like Joseph, does it change this? When I am in prison like Paul and Silas, does it mean I'm no longer blessed? No. no. See, when we understand what it means that this happened from before the foundation of the earth and it was a done deal, it's complete, then nothing can change it. There will not be a situation where we will feel like Gideon fat. God is right with us and we said, God has forsaken us. God is looking to remove that veil and bring us understanding. Because as long as we are in that mindset, when we think God has forsaken us, see, the next voice that came, we Nat. God needed to let Gideon see. Then look, God is with you. Why are you saying he has forsaken you? And God now said, go in that strength. Rather than sitting down and wallowing in celebration of guilt. Or looking for pity. If I know God is with me. While I'm in prison. Then I will sing. Like Paul and Silas sang. It wasn't as if prison was conducive. No. No. It is the understanding that they knew God is with them right in the prison. That's why they were singing and singing praises. The reason why you will do the opposite, why you are crying and wailing, which is not bad, because it's a way of you relieving some emotions or releasing some emotion, is good. As long as your spirit mind understands you will be singing and praising God instead of crying or calling for a celebration of pity party. Amen? Is anyone with me? It is that understanding. That's why the Bible said the word of God gives grace to the simple he sent forth his word and his word delivered them from their destruction. It is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. When the understanding of the word of God is done on us, situation and circumstances don't move us anymore. Are you with me so far? Amen? So, because I understand... That this was a done deal that I'm truly blessed is no longer a slogan. And when I say it to someone, it carries power. The reason it's powerless is because I don't believe it myself. It's just a slogan on my tongue or in my tongue. When I believe it, I live like it. That's what we read in Matthew chapter 5. I live like it. And the power of God backs it up. Amen? So, regardless of the situation, good or bad, I am blessed. Will you say that? I am blessed, regardless of the situation. It is a done deal. We need to get to this frame of mind. That God wants us to be here. Amen? Let me read a couple more scriptures to see how that God really wants us to understand this. You've read in Romans 54, verse 7. I don't have to turn to others. I'm just going to give you the scriptures. Just read Romans 54, verse 7. It says, Blessed are those who lawless deeds are forgiven, so who is blessed? Who is a blessed man? Is it the man that is rich, prosperous? Yes, is that all? No, no, it is a man that is in Christ Jesus that God blessed, James chapter 1, verse 12 Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. When I'm blessed, doesn't mean I don't face trials. Does not mean that. So, when I'm facing trials and tribulations, it does not translate to the fact that God has forsaken me. No. God is with me in there. I will never leave you nor forsake you until I have accomplished that which I have said concerning you. That's what God says. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. (laughs) Now, this one is heavy. This one is heavy. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Blessed are the dead. Who die in the Lord? Even death does not change anything. I mean, this is very difficult and very hard. But I guarantee you, we need to get to that frame of mind. Those who are blessed in Christ Jesus, death does not change it, It does not change anything. I'm still blessed. Even when I die in Christ Jesus, as terrible and bad as death is, when we lose our loved ones, we feel pain. We feel devastated. It's like we are crushed, like God has forsaken us. God is saying, no, that's not true. Because even death in Christ is a blessing. (laughs) Hallelujah. I didn't hear amen to that. Because no one wants to die. I understand. But I say amen to that. When I die in Christ, it's a blessing. The reverse is not. Hallelujah. All right. Let me stop there. Let me let me let me just jump and go straight. Let's read more in Matthew. Let's go to Matthew, actually. I'm going to address the actual pronouncement that God made in Genesis chapter 1, where he says, God bless them. It's a prosper, reproduce. Right? He made specific pronouncement in that Genesis chapter 1. When he said, God bless them. And he said, they should prosper. They should reproduce. They should fill the earth. And they should take charge. We're going to look at those one at a time. Amen? But until we resolve what it means to be blessed and understand what it means to be blessed, we will not be able to apprehend what God just pronounced. It's a prophecy. Once we know what is in the mind of God and we understand it, then we can walk towards apprehending that which God has said. To prosper. To reproduce. To fill earth. And to be in charge. It is a desire of God because anything short of that, we will not be able to proceed to the next order of creation, which is where we're supposed to take responsibility for the earth. God wants to equip us with everything we need for that responsibility until I understand what it means to prosper, what it means to reproduce, what it means to fill earth, what it means to be in charge You see, the uh, King James uh, translation will say, have dominion. All most people have translated it to was to cast out demons. That's what we thought it means. But we get there. Amen? But I first want us to understand what it means to be blessed, because that was what preceded all those levels of blessing that God pronounced on us. Where were we going? I think we're going to um, Matthew. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. This is a good time to go to Matthew chapter 5. Is anyone with me so far? Let's go to Matthew chapter 5 again. And uh, let's go back to the master. See, Jesus was the one in whom the blessings was encapsulated from before the foundation of the earth. In his first inaugural message. In Matthew chapter 5 that we all know as um, the B-attitude or the message of blessing or, you know, there are so many names. Let's read those and dig, dig a little further into what God is talking about when he says, you are blessed. Amen? Because as soon as we have the understanding We'll be able to move to that level where we can now look at prosperity and look at reproductiveness or or, or reproduction or replication, filling the earth and taking charge. We need to understand the two sides of the story. If you stay on one side, we'll not be able to move to the next order of creation. Amen? We need to understand what it truly means when God said, I've blessed you. And we need to live like it. So when we begin to live like it, it is then we have the opportunity to move to the next step. Amen? And God is going to take us to the next level in the name of Jesus. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to begin reading from verse number 1. Matthew chapter 5. We're still on the traffic. We just titled it, you are blessed. Or God blessed you. When Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. This is what he said. Verse 3. You are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. Excuse me? Is that what you understand when you say, I'm blessed? You are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. This is the master Jesus, the carrier of the blessing we're talking about in whom that blessing was encapsulated, through whom we got that blessing from before the foundation of the earth, is now telling us when you are blessed or how you are blessed. God says, you are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. And every time, we, situation of the world pushes us to the end of the rope. Guess what we think? We think we are caused. We think the exact opposite. All kind of things will be going through your mind. The devil will take advantage and begin to fill your mind with all kind of garbage. Why? Because he didn't see a steadfast Confirmation in your heart. He didn't see a trust in your heart that you are steadfast in the fact that you know that you are blessed. Even at the end of this road, the devil knew, and he feeds our heart and our mind with all kind of thoughts and all kind of garbages at that moment. Why? Because we have not positioned ourselves in such a way wherein we rebuff every garbage that comes from Satan. Amen? With less of you, there is more of God and his rule because he is always with you even at the end of that road. Because in my weakness, he shows himself strong when situations push me to the end of the road, I have nothing left to do, nothing left to do. I'm done. And God will manifest himself because I have my total reliance on him. I know He's right there with him, with me. I know it is His duty at that point, because I'm done. There's nothing else I could do. He knows. It takes it over right and then. As long as I'm not conflicted in my mind. Amen? That's what Jesus is teaching us. That's why Jesus came to open our eyes to understand the word of his prophecy. Verse number four. You are blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You are blessed when you are content or content with just who you are. Contentment and godliness. You are blessed when you are content with just who you are, as opposed to trying to be someone else. No more, no less. That is the moment you find yourself proud owners of what, of everything that can't be bought. Amen. You are blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He is food and drink in the best meal you will ever eat. Are you listening to this? When you say, God bless you, or I am blessed. God is trying to help you understand a deeper meaning than the toughest one we go about with. Look at the next one. You are blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, that is full of caring, you find yourself cared for. Is this what being blessed means to you? You are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight if you are helping people to cooperate, God says you are blessed. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Why? Because He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Anytime we position ourselves to help people, God said, that's when we are blessed. Not when we are asking people to help us, actually. That's why he said, it is more blessed to give, to receive. See, these are the principles of the kingdom of God. Amen? So, when next you say, God bless you, the Holy Spirit is going to bring this to your memory, or to your remembrance. When you say, I'm blessed, God is beginning, is going to begin to ask you these questions. Do you know what you're talking about? Because if you help people to fight instead of cooperate, and you are saying you are blessed, there's a problem. In your place of work, if you join the team, wherein it is us versus them, rather than being the team maker, you being the team breaker, and you come to church and you say you're blessed, something is wrong. See, when we understand the word of God, it revolutionized the entirety of our life. Everything we do must match up to it. That's why he said, Ye are kingdom subjects, live like it. Hallelujah. I think the time is up. There are so many. And I think we can pray. Let me read one more, verse 10, and we'll pray with that. You are blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. When you've been persecuted, God said, the persecution is as a result of it. Father, you're a Christian, the father, you're born again. That's the reason for this persecution. You're blessed. When I say God bless you, is this my understanding? When I say I am blessed of God, do I understand this? Jesus will not be teaching this if he doesn't see that we do not understand. The Bible said the lion does not roar except there is a prey. If it is not needful, Jesus won't waste his time giving in his first inaugural epistle or message. And he was concentrating on this. And this was the message he brought to humanity to help us understand what it means to be blessed of God, because that blessing was actually him personified. I want us to rise on our feet and think about this. Ponder over it. When God created man and woman, the Bible said, God bless them. He blessed them. And this is what God did. These are the pronouncements that were embedded in that word, God bless them. And God is trying to help us understand today as you're listening to me that if you're in Christ Jesus, you are blessed. And these are the terms of your blessing. You need to be convinced and persuaded beyond all reasonable doubt and live like it. Because when we do that, we move to the next level see until we understand the word of god and the bible said the word of god came to joseph he said and the word of the word of god tried him he did not move to being the prime minister in egypt until the word of god has tried him he passed he truly truly believed that god was with him wherever he's been Not the opposite thinking of God has forsaken me. Will you talk to God this morning? I want you to pray again. And prophesy to yourself that you are blessed with the understanding you have now. You are blessed. You are a blessed man. You are a blessed woman. Prophesy. Prophesy to your husband that your husband is blessed. All the pains he has been giving you. God said, you are still blessed. Prophesy to your wife. Prophesy to your children. As long as you are in Christ Jesus, nothing is going to change what God has spoken. We just have to agree with it and bring it to manifestation. You're blessed. Prophesy that you are blessed. Your friends are blessed. Those that are giving you hard time at job places prophesy you are blessed regardless because you are blessed from before the foundation of the earth in christ jesus you are blessed you are blessed and nothing can stop you from moving to the next level you are blessed and nothing can stop you from moving to the next stage regardless of what that man or that woman is doing prophesy to yourself now i am blessed I am blessed of the word. I am blessed in Christ Jesus from before the foundations of the earth. I am blessed beyond reproach. I am blessed beyond hardship, beyond circumstances, beyond persecution. I am blessed. I am blessed by God. I am blessing God. I am blessed of God. No power, no principalities, no wickedness can disrupt my blessing. Do you remember that prophet? The prophet for hire that was hired to cause the children of God? You remember Balaam? The story of Balaam and Barak. He said, how can I bless, I mean cause, the people that God has blessed? Will you talk to God this afternoon? I am blessed of God and I am beyond cause. I am blessed of God and I cannot be cursed. Because I have been blessed in God. I have been blessed of God. There is no way I can be cursed. No curse can last on me. Probably there is no encounter against Jacob, neither is there divination against Israel. I cannot be cursed because I have been blessed of God. I am blessed. I am blessed. God bless me. God blessed you.